Well, certainly not the ending that Bears fans were hoping for and even Bears brass. Welcome into We Are Regal Radio's three and out series where we are breaking down the Bears postmortem, which happened to be their regular season finale. And this one was another tough loss for the Bears, losing to their arch-rivaled Packers 35-16. to It's, uh, I guess, a little bit of a silver lining, a little bit of positivity that the Bears are still going to be in the playoffs as the Arizona Cardinals lost their game to the Los Angeles Rams. And no improvement over a season ago. The Bears will finish once again 8-8, eight and eight, but with the rules this season being the extra playoff team in each conference, they're able to sneak their way in, and I guess more so back their way in, to the playoffs where they will face the Saints next weekend. And let's go ahead and just get started with our takeaways because uh, we got a long week ahead of us and a lot of things to discuss. And my first uh, really big takeaway is the problem with the Bears really moving forward in these playoffs. And the problem being the defense. Uh, defense hasn't been very good. Maybe against some of these bad teams, but they've really been just lackluster, I would say, since about the bye week. And that was, you know, coincidentally, after the bye week is when they had one of their worst beats of the season to these Green Bay Packers up in Lambeau. We know what the Bears are offensively. We know the limitations that they have, but they have improved some. I mean, whether we want to agree with it or acknowledge it, the Bears have definitely improved some offensively. The running game is way more effective than it was pretty much at any point this year, except for maybe the early games. Uh, Mitch, you know, you don't want to go crazy, but he had a, a nice month right before this Bears game where he, I'm sorry, this Packers game, where he gave the Bears some points, gave him a chance to win, and, you know, even though a lot of the same inefficiencies and problems with him were continuing to occur, the Bears, you know, were putting up points. They were scoring, and things just seemed a little bit different. And certainly, like I said, there is a little bit of improvement and the reshuffling of the offensive line help. But make no mistake about it, this team is completely reliant on their best unit, which is their defense. It's really just that simple. The Bears' defense is the strength of this football team, and if they're ever going to win, let's say, a Super Bowl this year or probably in the near future, they've got to be led by their defensive unit. And you just look at where they're at right now, it's hard to imagine that they're going to be able to put together any type of run for the Bears to You know, even if the offense, let's say, could guarantee you 25 points a game, I don't know if that's going to be enough for the Bears' defense to really go on a run. It seems like the Bears' offense is going to be, is going to have to be as complementary to the defense uh, as they've been over the last month in terms of scoring upwards of 30, maybe even into the 40s. And when you've seen this Bears' offense against good teams, they've really struggled. And that's what's so disheartening right now with the Bears. You were hoping with that Green Bay game that this defense could, you know, keep it close, which they did for a lot of it. But there was some really kind of boneheaded decisions or mistakes made by the defense. You saw that big bomb to 
Marquez Valdez Scantling that put the Packers up to 21 points in that second quarter. You know, those are plays that you just simply can't allow when you are a championship caliber defense, which we don't know if the Bears are anymore. So just a, a really disheartening uh, effort by the defense, I thought. And we're going to get to the offense in a second. And not that the offense really played terrible. Uh, they just couldn't take advantage of their opportunities. I thought the offense <clears throat> overall probably played about as well as you would expect, uh, especially because the Packers' defense is a top-10 defense, and a lot of people have overlooked that because of how prolific their offense is, but their defense is no joke. They play a, a really quality brand of football on that side of the football on that side of the ball as well. So, you know, we'll see what the Bears can kind of figure out this week when they go up against the Saints. It's a familiar opponent. They've seen the Saints multiple times over the last couple seasons. And, of course, uh, earlier this year, there's definitely a chance. Uh, you know, you want to see what Chuck Pagano and this group kind of brainstorms and comes up with for a game plan. Because if we remember from a season ago, it was the Minnesota Vikings that went into the playoffs of the Superdome and pulled off an unbelievable upset against the Saints. I, I think everyone expected the Vikings to just flat out lose that game. And unfortunately, that Vikings team was more balanced than this Bears team. But you just wonder if, if maybe the Bears can put together some kind of creative game plan, maybe put together a really complete effort on defense. It'll at least give them a chance against this upcoming matchup with the Saints. But just the way that they've been looking, uh, and really you look at this Green Bay game as kind of a macrocosm or microcosm of, of the macro where – <sighs> It's just not been good enough, and you got to really wonder what the future of that defense is when you talk about age and the money factor. It's not an ideal position, and if anything, you're hoping as Bears brass or the coaching staff that maybe this defense could still find its legs in a way and just kind of explode and be one of those top-tier type defenses. But at this point in time, it just really doesn't seem like that's going to be a possibility. Moving along to our second point, and this one's not going to be too, too long because this is just something we've talked about far too much, and it's going to be an interesting offseason whenever we get there as to what the Bears are going to do at the most important position in football and arguably in all of team sports, and that's the quarterback position. You know, Mitch Trubisky, I thought he didn't play too bad. But you saw every bit of the limitations that he has as a quarterback. First of all, 42 pass attempts, you know, kind of inflated because the Bears had to throw it a bunch in that fourth quarter. He only had 252 yards. Aaron Rodgers with 24 pass attempts. I remember he was just going to start running the football at 240. You know, basically half, a little less than half of what Mitch threw and he's only 12 yards behind Mitch. <laughs> you know, it, it just, everything that Mitch throws deep downfield, except for that one shot to Darnell Mooney, really just was either inaccurate or just not going to get there. There was multiple chances for interceptions that the Packers had, and they only came away with one. 
Mitch, you know, did some okay things rushing, but he really only had one nice run and total just had 22 yards on the ground. When you watch him play, you just see exactly what the analysts around the NFL see. He's a first-read quarterback, and when that first read's there, it, that's when you start kind of getting nervous as a fan or as a coach because when he's improvising, if it's not on the edges, if it's within the pocket that he has to improvise, that's a scary situation to be. And, and the Bears clearly recognize that with Bill Lazor calling a lot of plays where just simple first read, if it's not there, check it down. And even at times, I kind of got him in trouble as Daryl Moose Johnston broke down on the telecast. You know, there was, I think, a route where it was specifically designed for Allen Robinson, but he was the only option. You know, if if the ball isn't, or if the route wasn't there, Mitch wasn't supposed to throw it, and if anything, throw it away or tuck it and run. In the NFL, that doesn't work too much. It, you got to have a quarterback that can make reads, that can go from one to two to three, or, you know, in the situation of the Bears, you have that first read check down. Okay, but you got to be able to get the ball downfield to that one. You know, you can't just dink and dunk every single time and try to get there. You see with the Packers, they probably don't win that game or this game is a lot closer if they don't hit a few of those bombs that they hit. That's the difference. When you've got a, a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers that can give you a two, three, four big plays of 20 yards or more, that's that's usually the difference in football games. I mean, you, it's usually a team. If you can, if you say a defense for both sides is pretty equal, if you say offense is you know kind of equal, usually that difference comes from the quarterback position and their ability to hit something deep downfield or make that incredible play. Mitch clearly can't do that, and you see with Aaron Rodgers that he can. So. <sighs> You know, this idea, bring back Mitch, all that stuff, I think that's all fine and well, but you have to understand what you're really got with Mitch. Mitch is going to be able to handle teams that are pretty bad defensively or below average. Teams that are quality in terms of just their overall play, like, I don't know, let's look at a team like Tennessee. You think of running the football and defense. Well, their defense hasn't been great this year. Their offense, though, has really picked it up and played really well. You know, Mitch can't really win the shootouts. He can't really win the defensive struggles. He is a guy that when the opportunities are there because the talent level or the scheme is bad, he can take advantage of those things. But when you're playing against a really good team like the Green Bay Packers with everything on the line, I mean, you see what he does. Not a horrible game, especially early on. It looked like... He was comfortable and making solid reads and was accurate with the football, even if everything was short and underneath. You basically can only get 16 points, and a huge part of that is because the Bears just didn't execute in the red zone, and that, again, really falls on the quarterback. I mean, sure, we can put some blame on Matt Nagy, and I'm perfectly fine with that. We can put some blame on Bill Lazor. I'm perfectly fine with that. But when you see routinely that the Bears are bad in the red zone, Eventually, it's coming down to players making plays on the field. And if Mitch is unable to deliver accurate passes, where there was a few times there was a would-be interception by the Packers where he just flat out threw it way behind Allen Robinson. He puts the ball on that front pylon, 
there's a chance that the Bears get a touchdown there. And had they scored any of the touchdowns, whether it was that fumble recovery, which we said in our fourth and goal series that the Bears needed a big-time special teams play, and they finally got one early in that game, but the offense couldn't take advantage. They couldn't do the thing that we also said that in our preview that the Bears need to do, and that's score points. And they just didn't do that. Only field goals, field goals, field goals besides one touchdown. That's just not going to get it done. It's not going to get it done in the playoffs. Just not going to get it done against one of your division rivals that's a better team than you or division leader. You've got to be able to score points in this league. And a lot of times being able to score points is reflective of your quarterback. And our final takeaway is just how interesting, again, the Bears really are. And maybe not in a positive way, but... Coming into this Green Bay game, I think it was pretty obvious that the Bears had found a way to win and looked, you know, good or solid doing so. I don't know if there's much talk about Ryan Pace or Matt Nagy not coming back next season. Had they had just earned a playoff spot and beaten Green Bay to do so, I think ownership would have been so smitten by that that they would be automatically here. And maybe they are still going to be automatically here because the Bears are in the playoffs again. And under Matt Nagy, that's two out of three years. It's very hard to fire a coach when he's been to the playoffs two out of three years, even if this year, to me, doesn't really count. But it still counts. We can't just say the Bears aren't a playoff team, but they back their way in. I mean, everything had to work in their favor. And I think that's what fans are hoping ownership understands, that it's not the Bears doing this. It's kind of like the Bears took advantage of some opportunities early on and then failed to really emphasize or stamp their way into the playoffs and really got in there because of a technicality with Arizona and the fact that the team has expanded the playoff field. So all that being said, now what does ownership do? Uh, there's no improvement regular season record-wise. 8-8 eight and eight is the same as 2019, 8-8. Eight and eight. Only difference this year is obviously a playoff berth. But if you, let's say, go to New Orleans and lose 35-16 to 16 again, like you did to the Packers, is everybody just safe? Is everything just kind of, hey, we just need to focus in on the draft and free agency and get a couple pieces and we'll be right there? Because it just doesn't feel like the Bears are as close to that point like they were in 2018, where it did feel like maybe you were just a couple pieces away from being legitimate contenders. Now it sort of feels like the defense is aging out. You need a new quarterback. There's a ton of question marks with the offense. And it's a ton of question marks with the coaching in general. And you can even throw the defensive coaches in there because this defense has just been so lackluster the last month, two months of the season. You just wonder what the heck is going through Bears Brass's mind as they look at their team going into the playoffs. But on top of it, too, are they thinking about, oh, hey, if let's say we get embarrassed, what are we doing? Are we just keeping everybody? Is everybody just automatically safe right now because we're in the playoffs? Uh, it's It's not an ideal situation to be in when you want to enjoy the playoffs, you want to be excited about your team there, but for Bears fans, or at least uh, the ones that are just looking at what this team is for what it is, it's a little bit of a mess. It's not a clean unit. It's not an efficient program. So 
is ownership going to accept the fact that they're really just a team backing their way into the playoffs and if they get trounced by the Saints I mean that's three straight losses to them including the playoffs where they have been essentially the class of the NFC the last four or five years uh, they haven't been to the Super Bowl. We all know that they should have been, especially that year that the Rams went and lost to the Patriots. But the Saints have just been routinely in that playoff picture and routinely one of the top seeds in the NFC over the last four or five years. That's where Ryan Pace came from. Ryan Pace came from New Orleans. You know, if you are Bears ownership, I would be looking at the two different situations saying, you know, we're not even close to this team. And you've been on the job for essentially as long as their dominance has really been. And sure, the Saints have been much better than uh, the last four or five years. They've been really good basically the entire time Drew Brees has been there. But my point is they're continuously, especially under the Ryan Pace era, at the top of the NFC. It's almost like they didn't even miss Ryan Pace whatsoever. And the Bears, they were able to get up to one of the top seeds one year. And this year, they were able to get a seed. It's just, it's such a drop off in difference between the Bears program and the Saints program. And really look at the Packers program versus the Bears program. The top teams and the Bears played a lot of playoff teams this year on their schedule. And they basically lost to all of them. The only real one that I remember offhand essentially, and I don't think we need to do too much digging into this, is Tampa Bay on a Thursday night. I mean, good win at the time, fun win, but <sighs> Come on, that's that's about week six, week five of the regular season. I mean, that just that's so long ago. You can't even hang your hat on it. Even Tampa's a completely different team than they were back then. But that's sort of the interesting position that the Bears are in. You know, if you get a victory over the Saints like uh, the Vikings did a, a season ago, you know things can change. Maybe if your ownership, because you're you're obviously pro your guys. I'm sure Jordan McCaskey doesn't want to fire Ryan Pace or Matt Nagy. Maybe you look at, hey, a playoff win against one of the best teams in the NFC a little bit differently than you would if, let's say, the Bears just get simply eliminated. It's, it seems like that's that razor edge right now that the Bears front office and the coaching staff is on. And that's why when you kind of have these stakes where it's all or nothing, it really brings that drama and those storylines right to the top, which for this reporter is really, really fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, overall, we'll see what the Bears can do. Uh, it's going to be an interesting week. Can't wait to do the preview later on. And uh, hopefully they can progress and continue to figure out some things, maybe some confidence sweeps the halls of Hallis Hall and this team finally you know, can just put the regular season away and understand that this is a totally different year. The playoffs are its own entity. You have to just treat it like it's its own season. And they're zero and zero, so you have a chance to go on a run, but you got to play better offensively and score points. You got to play better defensively and stop allowing so many points. And the special teams has to stay consistent with things like the kicking that we've seen from Cairo Santos. And they got to come up with some plays. You know, that fumble was a huge play. They got to continue to do those type of things that the Bears are really going to move forward. So I guess uh, in short, 
enjoy this week, fans. It, it could be the last week of the playoffs, as any week in the playoffs could be. You only get what you are guaranteed, and that's the scheduled matchup. After that, it's up to you. So a lot of things are going to happen. I think a lot of fans were expecting a Black Monday uh, for the Bears where some people are going to lose their jobs. Maybe that comes a little bit later. Maybe it's not coming at all and the band is getting back together. We're going to have to just uh, ride this high wire together. So enjoy it because uh, certainly being in the playoffs and having this extra week will be fun regardless if you're necessarily loving the fact that the Bears are in the playoffs or not.